0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Peter 5 is where we were last week and we're going to have a brief review of that and then we'll take new ground here today. Father, this is your word. I ask you to fill your servant, Lord, and you would receive all the glory and the honor and praise for it. Open our hearts to receive it in Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen. Before I do that, I want to thank you for coming to new new venue here, we will be out of our old offices. These offices are not done quite yet. Need a couple of weeks. We'll be out of our old offices. Our deadline is the end of this month, and um, so you, I'm very grateful for Dina, Pastor Wayne, Deborah for the labor this week, for all of you who have, uh, Stephen Rogers, Johnny Bush have helped before. It's quite a process, and um, you'll pray for the expedition and the finishing of that, I pray. If you've moved lately, you know it's not the greatest fun you've ever had doing. Uh, but anyway, 1 Peter chapter 5. Let's begin with verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders, that is, recognize those who are over you in the Lord, those who've had a longer uh, journey, and uh, those who are to be depositing into your life. Submit to that teaching, that example. Yes, all of you, that is, those of us who are older in the Lord, be submissive to one another. Don't wear it as a badge of recognition, but use it as an opportunity to serve let me say that again the more recognition you receive the greater your service ought to be not to walk around with a badge like everybody bow down before me but you bowing down before others and saying how can I serve you be clothed with humility because God resist the proud. If you look at that word, it it's resist is a good word, and it actually also one of the synonyms for this word is opposes. I don't know about you, Otis, but I cannot afford for God to oppose me. I will never win if He resists me. You will never win if you're Opposing God. And the only thing that's listed here that makes him oppose us or or resist us is pride. Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction. I don't care if you're the president of the United States or the lowliest worker in this planet. If you have a proud heart, it's not going to end well. God will oppose you sooner or later it's going to be opposition you're going to be resisted Jesus said it like this if you humble yourself you will be exalted you'll be promoted if you exalt yourself you'll be brought down do you know that God hadn't assigned any of us to bring anybody down that's his job and he will do it well God opposes the proud. He will get involved and resist the proud. You may not see it today, but it will happen. God will give grace, favor, and ability. Everybody say it with me. Favor and ability to the humble. Well, who's the humble? Those who recognize who God is and who they are. Those who recognize and admit that they're totally dependent on the Lord. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Do you believe that? That was not a proud statement. It was just coming from the heart of him who knows the truth fully. Without him, you can do nothing. Without, without him, you can do nothing. I like the saying, and I believe it's scripturally active and accurate, and that is without him I can't, but without me he won't. It's a partnership, it's not some automatic deal that we're nothing but robots. There's a partnership there. God resists the proud. So I've been praying, Lord, show me any area in my mind, my emotions, my will that is in my soul. Show me anywhere where there's still strongholds of pride because I don't want to be resisted by the Lord. I want the favor and the ability of God, don't you? What a wonderful promise. Do you know that God will give you favor and ability to operate in your family? He'll give you favor and ability to operate in your, in your job. God will give you favor and ability and whatever it is if you'll submit to Him and, and submit and admit His that you're totally dependent on Him. Now look at verse 6. Therefore, since God gives favor and ability to those who will humble themselves, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. How many of you know there's nothing over your head today that's not already, already under His feet? Do you believe the mighty hand of God can... They can change things by sundown. Do you? Is there any situation that you are facing or couldn't face or could ever face that the mighty hand of God is not equal to? More than enough. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Who determines due time? Somebody out there or God Almighty? God determines due time for those who humble themselves under his mighty hand. Notice, remember what we said last week, and that is that one of the ways that we humble ourselves is something we don't normally think about. Verse 7 tells us how to humble ourselves. Cast all your worry, care, and anxiety on him, for he cares for you. When is the last time that you caught yourself worrying about something and allowing your mind to give you a scenario of how you hope it doesn't turn out? And then amazing how quickly our mind can go down a path to something that we don't want to we don't want it to turn out that way. And you go to the dock and you get a report that there's something suspicious and your mind says, Well, you're going to have full-blown disease, and this is it for you. Your mind don't do that? Yes, it does. And worry, fear, and anxiety begins to rev up on the inside of you. Cares begin to stir up. One of the ways we humble ourselves is to say, Stop, I will not receive that in the name of Jesus. I belong to my Father God. He is my help and my shield. And I will not allow worry, fear, and anxiety to forecast disaster in my life. The devil is a forecaster of disaster. Are you listening to him? The way we humble ourselves is where we reverse that inner voice that says, this is, you know, you need to worry, you don't have any input into this. You need to stop that train, that trail immediately and say, God, I'm not going to go down the path of worry, fear, and anxiety. That's what humbling ourselves means. It means to stop that inner voice of fear. Then he says, and this is where we pick up this week be sober, be vigilant. That is, be watchful, be on the alert. Because your adversary, and that word in the Greek is means your legal enemy. Your legal did you know that your legal enemy is not flesh and blood? It's the evil one and all of those demonic spirits that are under his control. Your adversary, the devil, do you know what the word devil means in the Greek? It is diabolos, and it diabolos means dia against bolo to throw your adversary the devil is throwing worries fears anxieties and projections of disaster against the walls of your mind diabolas to throw against so the devil's main assignment against you is to throw against the wall of your mind worry fear and anxiety So that if you will accept worry, fear, and anxiety, you have now ceased to humble yourself. And then when you get in a place of worry, fear, and anxiety, God is going to have to get involved and resist you. Because you're acting like you can handle it. Like you are in control of your life. Instead of him. Be sober. What does being sober mean? It means not to be under the influence of anything but the Spirit and the Word of God. If somebody has a lack of sobriety, we say they're, quote, under the influence. Under the influence. To be under the influence of drugs or alcohol, we already know it puts you in a vulnerable position. A weakened position. You can't think straight, act right, walk right. To be under the influence of of chemical or be chemically dependent, we know is part of uh, a lack of sobriety that we need to come against. But also notice this there's a whole lot more to a lack of sobriety to be under the influence than just chemical. Remember, your adversary wants you to not be on the alert, to not be sober. Not only physically, but primarily mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The Lord is beginning to show to me that sobriety has a lot to do with not being under the influence of the voice of the evil one and worries, fears, and anxieties. See, if we are carried, if we are oppressed with worries, fear, and anxiety, we're not sober. We're okay. under the influence of this world system and its enemy, our enemy. The devil is a liar and the father of lies. There in the middle of your outline there, I had John six forty four. That's my mistake. It should be John eight forty four. 44. Jesus said to a group of people who were very very religious he said you are of your father the devil and he is a liar and the father of lies so understand this that those voices that we hear from the outside or even the inside that don't line up with the truth of God's Word the voice of the Holy Spirit those lies come from the father of lies and we're to be sober to be vigilant watchful that is to be active not passive but to be active in this war because our adversary roams around but wait one other thing let me let me say this sobriety is not just uh chemical sobriety could be under the influence a lack of sobriety might be under the influence of fear if i'm under the influence of fear i am not spiritually sober I am intoxicated with that which flows from the evil one if I'm walking in fear. If I'm walking in anger, then I am not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm not being filled with the Spirit if I've got this this sense of anger. Have you noticed the saturation of anger that's in our culture? In our media. in just in the very atmosphere of our culture. The anger. And believers. Are beginning to get sucked in. To just just want to be in a fight all the time. Just conflict. Uh, it is anger. And uh, some people are actually feeling like. um That. All the issues are evil people. Contention. Can, ask yourself this. Do I find that my mind and my emotions, am I emotionally and mentally stirred up and in conflict all the time? Then I'm not being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because being filled with the Holy Spirit, there's love, joy, peace, patience gentleness kindness self control so i can be intoxicated with anger and conflict and contention it is the right thing for us to do to stand and to stand strong in the in, in the things of god but it's also the right thing for us to do to be in prayer for all, and to walk in love. So if I'm not walking in love, I am walking in contention and fear, I'm be absorbed with entertainment. Have you ever noticed how intoxicated our whole culture is with um, <laughs> the cyber world? Have you not noticed, have you gone out to a restaurant lately? You can have a couple, you can have a single, you can have a family, and within three minutes of sitting down, everybody's got the little smartphone out. Checking messages, looking up things, listening to the voice of information on that smartphone at dinner table just just take a look take a look at and we wouldn't dare be called dead without our smartphone on us and the evil one is using our lack of we're intoxicated under the influence Of all kind of voices that are not the voice of truth and the Word of God and the love of God ask yourself this question am I intoxicated am I under the influence of all the information that's floating around out there in cyber world on my apparatus and be honest about it and what's happening is pastor is that we are absorbed with all kind of information that comes to us from all kinds of sources. And if we're not careful, that information begins to get, it becomes reality and truth to us and has more authority than the Word of God. Getting deep in here, isn't it? It's gotten real quiet. Where have we become absorbed and under the influence? The devil wants us. Uh, Let me just put it like this. Your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking someone whom he may devour. Everybody say it with me. If I am under the influence of anything that is not the truth, then I am an attractive target to the evil one. roaming around trying to find looking for somebody who is under the influence of something that is not the truth. Jesus said, Father, thy word is truth. We are so full of information, so full of information, we need to say to the Lord, God, your word is my truth. We become attractive to the devil when we are full of worry, fear, anxiety, anger, contention. All kinds of information stirred up emotionally, mentally. The word says in verse 9, resist him. Resist him. James says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So you know what that means? If you will will stand in the authority of the Lord, the devil will flee from you. Jesus never wanted us to be running afraid of the devil or his attacks. The word says that we are to stand strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. That we're put on the whole and entire armor of God. Are you armored up? When you sense the opposition, do you armor up? Did you put on that helmet of salvation, that breastplate of righteousness, that girdle of truth, that taking up that sword of the Spirit and raising up the shield of faith and praying at all times in the Spirit? Are you armored up? How did Jesus? Look, Jesus faced the enemy. Face to face. From here to that chair. Jesus. Looked at Lucifer himself. In the eyes. Called him a liar. And said I am not. Going to go by any of that. And quoted the word of God to him. If the son of God. Quoted the word of God. To the devil himself. Why would we not take that as our main armor? Resist him. Notice that the word doesn't say, ask God to resist him. The word says that we are to resist him steadfast in the faith. How does faith come? By hearing what? The Word of God, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. How many of you know it is not a picnic to resist the devil? It's no fun. To gird yourself with the Word of God, to be in spiritual conflict with the evil one is no fun. But but God says that we are to resist the evil one, steadfast in the faith, in that stance of the Word of God. What Jesus did was he just spoke the word of God to the evil one, and the evil one left him. Notice that the context of First Peter, these these believers were in a they were in great suffering. They were paying a massive price for their faith. <coughs> it may be um difficult for us to understand but did you know that around this world today people who believe in Jesus many of them are under threat of incarceration and even death don't be deceived there are massive amounts of Chinese believers meeting in households under the stealth of the Chinese government and have for Multiplied years under the threat of imprisonment or even death. They're suffering. The church of Jesus is suffering in many places in this world. But I want to tell you this. If you really walk in the love and the truth of God, you're going to have to do some suffering yourself. Boy, isn't that a great message today? going to pay a price for walking in the truth of the word of god but notice what the word says here and that price is usually resistance and your stand is going to be dissed and cast down as terrorist and everything else but are you going to let your sufferings bring you to a more intimate place with jesus or Cause you to be very attractive to the evil one. I love verse 10. May the God of all grace. What's grace? Favor and ability. May the God of all favor and ability who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you've suffered a while, he will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That suffering you're going through right now that is driving you to your knees. Sometimes God doesn't answer right away because we're not developed yet. You know the most important thing that can happen in my life and yours is not relief, it's development. Is your intimacy with the Lord getting more developed? Or is your worry, fear, and anxiety creeping up? And a lot of times it's in that suffering where we have relationships that are causing us pain, where there's financial stress, where where there's all kind of things that cause us to suffer. And God says, I know you're suffering, but you need to understand this. I'm the God of all grace. I'm going to give you all favor and ability. And I'm going to perfect you. I'm working on something. I hadn't completed it yet. I'm going to establish you I'm going to give you a platform that you hadn't had before Hmm. I'm gonna give you a platform that you had not had before I'm gonna give you a platform that you have never had before I'm going to establish you I'm going to perfect you I'm working on some things need to be corrected and and resolved. I'm going to strengthen you and I'm going to settle you. All that turmoil that you're having to go through, the hurt and the pain. Pray this with me right now. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I come against generational sin. Every curse that has bound me and those in my circle, in the name of Jesus, I speak life In the name of Jesus, and I speak death to that curse. It shall no longer prevail. I speak to the spirit of fear today that is operated in you today. I demand that spirit to be released from your soul, to be bound in the pit of hell, and not to return. Show up the minds, shore up your hearts, believe the word of God, fortify yourself with strength from other believers who will pray with you and for you. Don't be ashamed to admit that stronghold. Stand against it and get fortification from the prayers of others. What does this mean? All we want to do is hear what the Lord is saying. Doesn't have to be what I like or you like or we're comfortable with or not. We want to, Lord, what are you doing? He is doing something here. The Lord has refined our church family. that's his business we pray that the Lord will continue to refine us that we'll be faithful it's the only thing that matters we'll be faithful to him as a body of believers so we're more concerned about being healthy than being large large is good too but healthy's is better can you say amen so if you will say pastor I'm going to join you and pastor Dina and our other pastors Jeremiah and Gene Wayne and Deborah and I'm going to pray that the Lord will reveal to us as a church body what we need to do what he wants to do what it looks like to him that's all that matters be obedient would you do that stand with me if you will this is maybe the most unusual service I've been to in a long time and maybe ever show us your you in God and we'll do it and I thank Donnie and Janet for the words they were obedient to share that the Lord gave them hallelujah Lord, we give you honor and glory and praise for your presence. Show us what you're saying, Lord. Reveal to us what the Spirit is saying. Sometimes we don't even understand with our mind, but we know, God, that there's clarity and order in your voice. I pray that every stronghold, every vine in the soul of those who hear, that has brought forth poisonous fruit, would be destroyed by the power of the Spirit and the Word of God, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory and the honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week. God bless you.